Welcome to another episode of Onside Punts. My name is Cad and I'm joined as always by David Holm. Hey Cad, how are you man? Good buddy, good buddy. And uh, today we are continuing our series of recapping each division from the Super Bowl to the start of the preseason. Uh, we've got the AFC North this week. Interesting group here. I'm actually excited to get into it. I think uh, we've got a couple of teams that will probably be competitive this year. Interested to get your take on it as well. Let's dive in. Who do you want to start with? Let's go with the Ravens first up, shall we? All right. So at the Ravens, after a lengthy contract negotiation where Lamar Jackson, quarterback, represented himself without an agent, a deal was finally cut, signing for five years at $260 million dollars. Now, Lamar's a, an interesting quarterback, to say the least. He's established himself as this image of, I think, the modern quarterback. Is he the first sort of running quarterback that we've... Or is he just taking it to a new level? I think he's taken it to a new level. Like Quarterbacks in the past have run, but not to the level that Lamar has done it and consistently. You know, not only can he throw, he's got mad wheels and... I think I found this stat. So since being named the starting quarterback for the Ravens in 2019, each season he's had more rushing yards than his running backs. Well, I guess you start with the ball, don't you? So you've probably, you do, got, a, yeah, you've yeah. probably got an advantage <laughs> over your running back, don't you? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, you can control the stats a bit. Yeah, you can you can run as Still pass it as you Still like. Impressive. It, it is yeah. impressive, and it makes the the Ravens' offense a bit difficult. They they have in the NFL, if you're unfamiliar, um, a play type called RPOs, which is a run pass option, where it's the quarterback's complete decision from what he reads on the field if he wants to run it or pass it. Of course, they do this play all the time, um, and for it to work, you've got to also have decent running backs who can run the ball. Yeah, Otherwise, true. they're just going to expect Lamar's yeah. going to run it every time yeah you would sort of everyone else is probably just sitting there thinking hey, Lamar comes again are we yeah, even, yeah. Are, like, do we even bother uh, <laughs> let's just line up and everyone go after him and get our Christmas bonus he's one of the few players you think if he wasn't a quarterback he'd be an amazing running back like he could actually be a, a hall of famer in, in each uh, field well it looks like he, looks like he's trying to take both um, yeah well he really yeah, yeah. <laughs> So last year, Lamar suffered a knee injury in week 13 and their backup, Tyler Huntley, finished the season for the Ravens. Um, since then, though, Lamar's now fully cleared from this injury and, of course, signing the deal he will be starting this season. Now, in a free agency, the Ravens uh, made some pretty big moves, Dave. Yeah, it would probably be one of the sort of most reported moves, I would think, uh, coming out of the sort of postseason. So Adele Beckham has come across on a one-year deal up to $18 million. That, Okay. That tells me that they might want Lamar to start throwing a bit more. So, <laughs> <laughs> I did see a headline that he, you know, he'll be looking to pass it more than run. Yeah. Um, and with OBJ on the line, it's a huge option. Now, I don't know uh, OBJ's ability to run every play, to take every, every pass, I'm thinking because of injury in the past with OBJ, he'll be more of a third down option uh, as an older wide receiver. Now, to back him up, obviously they've got some new young blood from the draft. Yeah, big big name out of the draft is Zay Flowers. Um, they're really sprouting this combination of Zay, Odell Beckham and Lamar as their sort of future future franchise model here. So it's really mm. been, and it's still being reported now that, yeah, it definitely seemed to be a combination that's working for their future. So interesting move here for 
the Ravens. I think it's definitely showing us that they they're moving forward with an idea that they're in the window to be competitive. Mm. I totally agree. And and what an awesome opportunity for Zay Flowers to come into not only like, you know, in the draft, if you're a top pick, you can be drafted into the worst team that's developing in five years. He's at a team that's got a lot of weapons and he gets to learn from yeah. one of the greatest wide receivers in the modern game right now, which is just amazing. OBJ, I guess the last notable thing he did was he signed with the Rams late in their Super Bowl winning season and, and helped them get that trophy. So he's proven as an advantage to any team uh, except the Browns when Baker Mayfield wouldn't throw to him a couple of years ago in free agency as well. The team picked up Nelson Aguilar from the Patriots assisting in the wide receiver position uh, remaining in the position from last year, Rashad Bateman and Devin Duvernay in wide receiver and uh, the one of the best tight ends in the league, Mark Andrews backed up by Isaiah likely will also be there. So a ton of offensive options, they can really play with it. Yeah, they've really, they really seem to have balanced out a real quality unit here. Uh, I definitely am excited to see what they can produce this season. What do you think a pass mark for the Ravens will be? What do you think internally? Internally, Ooh. they've got to be going. They've got to. They've, they've got, to, got to be up right up against the Bengals in this division. That one uh, for that'd a pass win, mark. That one to win the division in their own minds. Oh yeah, yeah, in yeah. their own minds for sure. That's what they want to take down the Bengals, which I think will be a tough call. But I think my perspective is they need to be in the conference championship as a pass mark. Yeah. Um, you know, assigning OBJ, it's a move, as I said, the Rams did in their Super Bowl season. It hasn't really been spoken of that I've seen, but they look like they're making that run and they're signing a lot of offense to really, I don't know, I guess get some better attack in. They've got a really diverse team of skills. So yeah, Wonder NFC watch. championship, Wonder AFC watch. championship. Sorry, I should say, I'll correct myself there. Wonder watch. we move on to the other big contender of this division for sure so the cincinnati bengals one of the uh, heavy hitting teams in the afc especially in the afc north and as dave would probably best describe it the bengals are in the window meaning oh, yeah. the window to win a super bowl yeah they so in 2021 there. they went up against the rams and lost and in this year's playoffs came up short against the chiefs and an injured patrick mahomes now Dave, when you were visiting Newcastle, we just rewatched this game together. What were your thoughts on that loss from the Bengals? Well, my first thoughts were why we didn't remember that we'd watched the game together as our only <laughs> live game we've it's, watched together. It's the only game we'd ever watched <laughs> yeah. together. And then halfway through watching the yeah. replay, we'd realised we'd seen it. We'd watched this <laughs> game before. again. And <laughs> I'll try to give some imagery for our listeners. Uh, Joseph Versailles. Now, Joseph was having a blinder of a game, as we would say. Mm. Me and Caddison were actually just saying, oh, he's playing really well. And then it was supported by the commentary. Yeah, the commentator chimes in and says, you know, you know, who's had an excellent game? Joseph Osai, you know, really coming through for this playoff team. Um, and then what happened 10 seconds later? Oh, oh dear. <laughs> Let's just say <laughs> someone's had a brain fart. <laughs> yeah, he, he seemingly just lost his mind at some point and Patrick Mahomes runs out to the wing yeah, to so run the ball out. Yeah, let's put the imagery. Mahomes is down the sideline, no chance of affecting the play. 
Joseph decides he needs to shove him after he goes across the line. Putting him very clearly as well. Not yeah. even a close contention. No, no controversy, no nothing. That gives the Chiefs the opportunity to kick the winning field goal. The end of the game sits with the image of Joseph sitting with his helmet on, game over, crying into his helmet as the score gets plastered across his face, 20-23. Brutal. <sighs> Brutal. It was, it was heartbreaking. It was, it was a really dumb decision. Yeah. And I don't know what, like, Patrick Mahomes getting into that range. Um, it was still a 53-yard field, still, uh, field goal, still, I believe. There was, there was still a chance they would have won anyway. There was still a chance yeah. to get a 10 over there, and he just squashed all of that by really clearly shoving the quarterback, who was already injured, yeah. uh, into the, the bench. And on top of all the quarterback protection rules that came in last season, wildly unnecessary, overkill. I just think he, he just... Had a brain snap. I don't know what happened. Yeah, it was just one of those moments, one of those sporting moments. I, I don't blame it at all, and I don't hold the position that one moment makes a game. There was others, others throughout that as well. But unfortunately for him, his lasting image um, sticks in my mind, and I would guarantee it would for most Bengals supporters as well. And he's probably his teammates as well. So he's going to have a really interesting start to this season. So let's hope he has a great season. Yeah, well, as Dave just alluded to, he has been uh, re-signed, or I guess stayed on with his contract with the Bengals, so hopefully they've forgiven him there. But uh, beyond that game, let's uh, get into the team details. So the Bengals heralded quarterback Joey Burrow, nicknamed Joe Cool, Joey Brr, or by fans or by uh, Holmie, simply just white boy. Uh, yeah. for some reason. Well, just the first time I saw him, I was like, this guy is the most american looking quarterback i've ever seen right he is almost aryan looking yeah. like yeah <laughs> and, and the and the eyes the confidence in the eyes the and the inability to sort of sway him in any possible way just the confidence of the man it borderlines arrogance but i we've had a little discussion that it might be something else well yeah there was a i, I don't know how much weight to put into this article or i guess uh, interview that was put out there Basically, I think it was his high school coach and they said, oh, we, you know, we got psychologists in here and, and did tests on a lot of the players. And the results basically came back that Joe Burrow has the same, I guess, temperament as uh, a really good competitor or a serial killer because he doesn't crack under pressure. Uh, and that's why they call him Joey Burr, Joey Cool, because he's got ice in his veins. He's always calm. And yeah, as you said, those eyes, you look in those eyes, yeah, nothing's going on. <laughs> he's, he's just focused. He's a great figure for the game. I, I enjoy mm. it immensely. And it, I, I don't rate it as much, but you, you don't mind the old cigar in the locker room? At the I, I, think the, yeah. I think it's cool. I don't know why. It just kind of reminds me of like boxing, like old 80s boxing and that kind of vibe. He comes in, he's got like a mink coat on mm. and he's got the cigar in the shades. He's got some swag about him. I don't he know. He looks straight he, out of the movies, doesn't he? He, yeah, he 100% yeah, does. Yeah. Rock star. Absolute uh, he, rock star. Yeah, he's a rock star. Yeah, I, I think Joey, Joey B's got that swag. So um, I, I, love, I love to see that. In regard to uh, his offensive options on the Bengals, not much has really changed in Cincinnati. So Joe Mixon remains at running back, as well as Jamar Chase and T. Higgins staying put at wide receiver. Though it should be noted that Hayden Hurst, their tight end, has been signed to the Carolina Panthers, which I think is a pretty big loss to the Bengals. Big loss to the Bengals. And also, 
He's one of my fellow rangers. Uh, just so you're aware, that's a term of endearment. I'm a fellow ranger, and if you want to be in the ranger club, so let's make that clear. If this is a positive thing. Um, so I'll be. Watching. So you've got you've collected a couple. You've got Mouch from yep. our draft episode. You got Hayden. Yep. And uh, I'll be I'll be keeping an ear out to see who you. I, I know you want. I know you next. want a certain redheaded quarterback to come into the club. Yeah. But he, but he hasn't. Big Andy it. Dalton. He hasn't heard it yet, so I'll I'll keep yeah, a watch okay. on him. I'll keep a watch on him. <laughs> No, but One of the uh, few free agent additions to the team was Irv Smith at tight end, who's come over from the Vikings. One of the big pickups for the offseason was Orlando Brown. So keeping that rivalry alive, he's been picked up from the Chiefs. Now, he's been trying to get a long-term deal with the Chiefs. Um, they couldn't agree to terms, so he's actually ended up coming across to the Bengals on a four-year deal. Incredible pickup for them. It's going to be invaluable for our boy Burrow. Mm, a lot of protection is going to be given there, uh, which they need. I think there were a few gaps on their offensive line last year. Yeah, it was definitely something that they were missing, and I think it's a massive pickup for them. I think he should play at left tackle. That was one of the critiques that, probably stopped him from staying with the Chiefs. I think they wanted him to move to the right. So I look forward to him lining up for the Bengals now, and he should dominate. Backup running back Samaje Pirine has left the Bengals as well. Uh, so they have picked up a running back in the draft with fifth-round pick Chase Brown. I imagine there'll be a few years of development there. Um, also in the draft, they picked up defensive end Miles Murphy in round one and DJ Turner as a cornerback in round two. Jermaine Pratt, he stayed on, which was a bit of a surprise. They thought he might have moved on, but he's chosen to stay. Quoted, he is thinking that they will go the whole way this year. So there's a bit of confidence there for any Bengals supporters. Yeah, definitely, as you said earlier, in the window, I expect big things from the Bengals. Been in the top level of the playoffs the past two years. This is their third opportunity. You know, how long do you have the team that can do this? Uh, So... They better launch this year. Uh, I'm hoping we see them go toe-to-toe with the Chiefs and win. All right, Cad. The one we've been waiting for, the Cleveland Browns. Let's get into it. Yes. All right, let's get to the Cleveland Browns. Now, controversially, the Browns signed Deshaun Watson while he was under investigation last year. Now, we won't dwell on it too much further, but it's safe to say we aren't fans of his conduct off the field. Uh, So moving past that, we're just going to focus, obviously, with his play on the field last season and and what we expect from the team uh, going into 2023. So Watson's game suspension ended for him to start in week 11, and the big investment for the Browns wasn't looking as a guaranteed success. Uh, They had about three wins and three losses in the last six games. Now, are you familiar with Watson, Dave? Not overly, other than the media that was sort of around it. Um, yep. And then so I sort of got the tail end of mm. that story. Well, why why he was such a big signing, um, just to give a bit of context to everyone, is so Watson was the first round pick in 2017. He's now made the Pro Bowl three times. For our newer listeners, what's the Pro Bowl? So the Pro Bowl's uh, essentially like an all-star weekend. They invite the voted best quarterbacks out of anyone in the league who hasn't made it to the Super Bowl that year. And they basically, they play, they used to play tackle, kind of like quarter speed tackle uh, game of football, but now they just play uh, what they call flag football or as we call it, Oztag. Um, But it's Pro Bowl is meant to be, you were one of the best players of the year. 
So there is absolutely a record of success in his playing ability and, and with some more time spent with the team in training in this preseason, we could see the quarterback start delivering for the Browns. Now, moving on to someone we are massive fans of. Oh, now we can talk. Nick Chubb. Chubb. Now, the running back returns for another season with the Browns. Chubb had an amazing season with the team until, coincidentally, week 11 when uh, Watson returned. Now, Dave, what did you see here? Everyone stopped watching. (laughs) It was brutal. I think everyone should be fired that works at the Browns because of this. What we're, what we're highlighting on this is it was 10 I can't games. even talk about it. It's upsetting. You're t- too angry. It's upsetting. Yeah, I'm still <laughs> upset. I didn't realize it till now, but I'm still upset. <laughs> well, yeah, Dave is a very big fan of, of Nick Chubb and, and good reason for it. In the first 10 games of the season, uh, he ended up scoring 12 touchdowns. Now, when Watson returned, he didn't score one touchdown after that point. Let's not forget that everyone knew Nick Chubb was getting the ball and he still could get a touchdown. Absolutely. Legend. And you, you and Legend. I were talking off air about this. Uh, you remember this certain pass for a touchdown oh, from Deshaun yes. Watson. Yeah, so clearly all they were worrying about was Deshaun Watson getting a touchdown on his return to NFL. So instead of giving the ball to Nick Chubb two yards out, they decide that this is the best opportunity for Watson to get his return touchdown. So he threw a two-yard pass touchdown. Yeah, I might be exaggerating for the purpose of, um, <laughs> of anger <this. laughs> yeah. and my love for Chubb. Oh, that's a bit. <laughs> <laughs> that's coming in. That's not being edited out. <laughs> Moving on from Dave's love for Chubb. Um, we- <laughs> Sorry. All right, remaining at the team, last year's leading receiver for the Browns, Amari Cooper, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and David Njoku at tight end. Uh, They've also signed Marquise Goodwin in free agency from the Seattle Seahawks. Now, I just noted this. I'm I'm unsure what the Seahawks had set up with Marquise, but he has an impressive stat, an average of 14.5 yards per catch over the season. Now, one game he had five receptions, only five, and got 95 yards. So between him and Chubb, is that the game? It would have... It has to be, right? And I know... Well, it, it probably isn't that simple, but, you know, I, just give uh, a go the ball more. They, I think they should <laughs> keep it simple. Right? <laughs> <laughs> they've also... They've got young Elijah Moore, 23-year-old wide receiver. Add him into yeah, the Yeah, he's come over from the, uh, the New York Jets, right? Yeah. He's come over. He's looking to make a name for himself. So they've, mm. they've they've got a few options there. So surely that's your formula. Um, yeah, run with it. Also on the defense, Miles Garrett, uh, a great of the game, will be returning for the team, uh, looking to beat his record last year of sixteen and a half sacks. That's impressive. They've actually the new defensive coordinator Jim Swartz, I believe his name is. They've actually been quite busy. They've really been looking into their defense. So they've picked up defensive lineman Dalvin Tomlinson and ascending pass rusher. Sorry, I'm not going to butcher this. Ogbu Okoronakowu. Yep. We're nice. No idea. I did not think <laughs> I got that right. <laughs> we will work on that. So they've they've really tightened up. They've swooped on those players to really ramp up their defense. So I do expect good things out of their defense this year. So let's see if that actually works for them because they've spent a bit of money for, for once. 
all in all then, you know, kind of reviewing it, I know we have a bit of a sour taste in our mouth from their quarterback, but do you, do you think this team is balanced enough to, to make an attempt at the division? No. In a word, no. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, you got to look at the quality. They're still well behind the Bengals and the Ravens. At this yeah. Point. All right, heading into our last team of the AFC North, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, after deliberating over which QB would start for them at the beginning of last season, Kenny Pickett took the top job and will be starting for the Steelers this year. Now, Pickett was a first-round pick in 2022 and found himself in the deep end last year and ended up leading the team to a winning record of 9-8. and eight. Now, I can't say this was all on Kenny's back. Mike Tomlin, the head coach, is very, very well respected at the Steelers. He's never had a losing season, meaning he's never had more losses than wins for 16 seasons as head coach of the Steelers. That's it. That's that an impressive? impressive stat. I did actually want to ask you about the yeah. Steelers because I feel like I feel like they're a team that would never be easy to beat. No, and I think that comes from well, obviously, you know, they've had a, a, that record. Of course, they're a really good system for defense. They've always had a strong defense. I don't know if that comes from Mike mm. Tomlin, but they've always had that. They did have Ben Roethlisberger, who was a, a well-heralded quarterback for, for many years as well. Um, now that they're kind of switching over, it was impressive to see uh, a 9-8 and eight season from them, and hopefully uh, Kenny Pickett can continue that for them. Well, they have been busy actually strengthening that defense this year. I did notice that they've brought across linebacker Cole Holcomb on a three-year contract from the Commanders. Impressive player. is coming off a foot injury, so will be interesting. But for our Australian viewers, he does have a tasty mullet for you to enjoy. So oh, good have to a see. look for old Cole rolling around <laughs> for the Steelers. On the defense, though, as we were speaking of it, I had a look at their roster, and there's really too many to name, but... There's about over 20 players that they've signed in free agency. So there's a ton of change on that side of the ball. Um, I know that TJ Watt and, and Mika Fitzpatrick will be also returning. They're Steelers' great defenders. It's a lot of change, but you know that's a, a good defensive program to be in. And these are quality players they're bringing in too. They're not, they're not just filling space for a year or so. They're quality. One of the bigger names that come across was the guard Isaac Samoa. It was mm-hmm. quoted by Jason Kelsey, actually, that... Uh, the, he's come across from the Eagles uh, and he's quoted saying they've lost one of the best guards in the NFL. So, and the Steelers have got him and they've got him on a steal too. That's why they call them the Steelers. That's maybe why. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, that, that would be a huge, what, what high praise um, from, from Jason Kelsey. So that's very, very cool. Um, on the offensive side, uh, Najee Harris remains at Steelers in running back with some extra support from round one draft pick Broderick Jones at offensive tackle. Returning as well are leading wide receivers Deontay Johnson and George Pickens, and of course tight end Pat Frymuth. Now in free agency, I believe the Steelers picked up another receiver in ex-Rams player Alan Robertson II. Uh, so they've made some moves, mainly on the defense, which I'm not surprised at by the Steelers. Um, is this another winning season? Definitely with the weapons they've picked up, they're looking for a winning season. You've got George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, um, and like you mentioned before, Alan Robertson. And we also can't forget who they picked up in the draft, which I think, um, 
you might have forgotten. Uh, my favorite player, tight end. Yeah, oh. Darnell Washington. Who? Darnell Washington. Oh, Darnell Washington. Yeah. That's right. Your boy mm. Darnell. So they've really they've really stacked up some quality here. So you really think they've got to be looking for a a better season. Yeah, well, it's a tough div. Um, you know, if anyone can kind of turn out an unexpected winning season, it's the Steelers. Uh, so we'll have to see what happens. We also shouldn't forget uh, the two rookies coming through, Joe Porter Jr. Can't forget that name. And Corey Trice. Uh, keep your eye on those because they're going to be the youth for the Steelers. All right, Cap, that takes care of AFC North. The division is done, but... We have my favorite part of this segment now, which is headlines and projections. So who are we, who are we going to run with first? Who have you got first? Should I tell you which one to go with first? I'm going in order. I'm going in order. Okay. Okay. From fourth to first in the division. And uh, I don't think anyone's surprised here. We're going with the Cleveland Browns. The headline, Cleveland Browns live up to their hype and lose their division once again. Uh, falling to the bottom of the line. <laughs> oh, brutal. Thoughts? Factual? True? Yeah, it's it. you can't go any other direction, can you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not at all. <laughs> so who have we got at three then? This might be a bit more harder. Yeah, this was a little tough. Um, top three for this division is, is a bit square, but I'm going to stick with the Pittsburgh Steelers in third. Um, the headline we've got today is they can pick it. And it's not about Kenny Pickett. The headline is, they can pick it. Steelers' defense outscore the Steelers' offense in at least one game this season. Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm looking for that game. I am looking for that. All right, number two. This was really tough. Like, oh. I wanted to, to be a bit more exciting here, but I'm going to go with my, my real feelings. Uh, Baltimore Ravens in second. Um, headline is... The Dalai Lamar brings inner peace to Ravens fans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it, but I'm not sure they're going to have inner peace coming second. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so, that's just in the division. They can they can definitely make a playoff berth. I expect the Ravens, um, as we said, as a benchmark to be to be reaching into the conference final. Any All Ravens right. fans, reach out and sell yours if you'll be happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> even like, you know, if you're a Browns fan, don't even don't even yeah, write in. Yeah. Just don't bother. Yeah, I, I don't think there is any. <laughs> <laughs> we say as Chargers fans. Um, all right. At number one, of course, that leaves Joey Brrrs, the Cincinnati Bengals. Headline we've got here. Close, but no cigar. As the Bengals bungle another Super Bowl opportunity. Oh no! Mm. <laughs> oh, you've got them. You've got them going down again. Yeah, I oh, do. Oh <laughs> no! Oh, yeah, um, I was riding the fence on that one for a while, but uh, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. It's, it's on paper. It's on, I guess it's on audio now, so I can't take mm. it back. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that wraps up headlines and projections for another episode. But now we get to move on to my favorite segment, fan favorites with David Holm. Now, this is a segment where Dave picks the best team in this division. If you're a new fan, if you want to switch your team, who should you back? Homie, what do you reckon? Well, I'm going to match yours. There's only one at the bottom. But I want to start with a, I want to start with something. With So we're talking about the Cleveland Browns here. And mm. I want to understand why Australians know. If I was to say, hey, Cad, 
I've done a Cleveland. <laughs> you know that I've done a steaming shit. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> why? Look, he's, uh, he's not wrong. Uh, why does everyone know that the Cleveland Browns it suck? Suck. Is it a yeah. pop culture reference? Has it been in movies or TV shows? I would love to know where it's picked up, but it's amazing that it's a universal name for shit. Yeah, for being terrible, doing Cleveland. I think also it goes with the city of Cleveland. Um, oh, does it? Yeah, I think, all, you know, my reference there is, you know, How I Met Your Mother, that they basically just crap on oh, Cleveland yeah. the entire time. Um, but I don't know, like for me, it's kind of organic, you know, growing up, dad watching NFL. I knew who the worst team was and the best team was and notoriously Cleveland wasn't anything to, to get excited about. Uh, the branding, not great. The weird elf logo they're putting on the middle of their field. Yeah. And, Very and weird. They are, they are called the Browns. Like, yeah, literally. Uh, it's named yeah. after Jim Brown, I think, uh, the original owner of the team. But the Browns isn't an exciting isn't football name. Yeah. I think they should rebrand personally. Mm, so Definitely. So definitely go for them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> nah, leave it there. Um I will make an honourable mention for the Steelers. Now, I feel like this is a... Because of their success, I feel like this is... The, your your dad might have gone for this team. So, mm. it's, a, it's a brand that's pretty popular in Australia. I see it rolling around a fair bit. And I think it might be based on their six title success. Mm-hmm. So, I'm okay if you want to... I think... And based on their defence, they're always competitive. It's okay. It's okay to think about them as your team. But okay. just remember... So you're giving him the green light. Okay. Yeah. But just remember, I'll, I'll be thinking your dad told you to. <laughs> so so who's the pick then? Okay. It's, it's a tough choice here. You've got it two is. teams that are in the contention, could win it. Just, Bengals have come close, but they haven't won, so I don't think it's bandwagoning. And the Bengals haven't won a title before, so I definitely, definitely don't think you're getting on the bandwagon with them. I do believe... The Bengals are the team. Really? If you're, if you're picking this division, the Bengals, I think they've got the list, they've got the players, they've got the media behind them, they've got the experience. I think they're, the, I think they're playing the Super Bowl this year. So my little hint for you, get on board the Bengals. Oh, interesting. I would have totally said Ravens. In fact, last year I really? put on a few people to the Ravens. Just, yeah. which was, it was actually a really bad year to, I think, follow them. But um, I think they're a really exciting team. I super do fun to watch. I, you could you could flip either way. Like honestly, yeah. it, they're they're two great teams to get on board. Um, yeah, and it, but if you want possibly a win and to get on before they do it, join on the Bengals yeah. today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because because if you if you don't now, and they get to the Super Bowl, you are on the wagon. <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on this episode of Onside Punt. We hope you enjoyed our recap of the AFC North. Now remember, whether you're a seasoned NFL fan or just starting your journey, we've got you covered. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere good podcasts can be found. So until next time, remember to stay onside and we'll catch you in the next episode. Thanks, homie. Thanks, Kat. Bye. Bye.